Hi, I'm Natalia. I'm Gen Z. I'm Molly, a millennial. This is Arnisha. I'm Generation X. I'm Micah, the boomer. We are Dame Talk. Hi, this is Micah, and today we're going to talk about why volunteering can make a difference in your career and life. Today we are very honored to have a guest, Natalie Paquin. She is the President and Chief Executive Officer for Points of Light, which is the world's largest volunteering organization. Natalie has dedicated her career to volunteerism, nonprofit, and just helping the world make be a better place for all of us. She started as an attorney and then through her board assignments um, at various nonprofits, they actually turned into jobs for her. And once I guess she got the bug, she decided she wanted to dedicate the rest of her career to nonprofit. I am fortunate because I know Natalie when we worked together at an organization. Um, she always had her door open. It was always she was always on point when it came to advice. And I consider Natalie a visionary. She's a genius. She understands people. She understands what it takes to strategize, execute, and make your plan come to life. And Natalie, I just want to thank you so much for joining us today. And the rest of us dames are really happy to have you here. Oh, hey, Micah, how are, how are you? Well, first of all, I don't think I've ever been uh, described as a genius, so I'll be sure to add that to my LinkedIn profile. <laughs> and I'll quote you as the source. Uh, so thank you. Uh, and thank you so much for inviting me to join uh, the Dames uh, uh, Talk podcast. I really think you all are doing something very important. Um, it's critical for all of us to hear and learn from women who have diverse perspectives and experiences. So I applaud you and uh, your dames for um, for getting together and bringing these issues forward. Um, so thank you. Thanks. So Natalie, I'm just going to ask you a few questions and um, we'll kind of take it from there. Let me start with why is volunteering so important to you? Oh, well, well, first of all, you know, when you think about the world and you think about the social problems that we have in the world, uh, no one entity uh, will, solve, will solve those problems alone. So you, we can't really depend on government to solve the problems. We can't depend um, solely on corporations to solve the problems. Uh, it really takes all of us. And uh, at Points of Light, we believe that uh, the most powerful force in the world is the individual and that individual has an opportunity to give back. Um, so for us, uh, and for me in particular, uh, volunteering is uh, a way, a direct way to give back. Um, but before we get too far into volunteering, I do want to just share with um, you and the games and your audience that um, we really look at civic engagement as a whole and, uh, and volunteering is a part of civic engagement. What we know from uh, watching and listening to um, so many people who are engaged uh, that you can actually give back by um, where you choose to work, by how you spend your your dollars, the, the companies that you shop at, um, by whether or not you're registered to vote, uh, by um, the organizations that you 
donate to, uh, by how you use your voice on social media, uh, and, and volunteering. So uh, we just think that, and I personally think that it's really important uh, to leverage your power in the world, and volunteering is a way that I've done that. Great. Thank you. Now, one thing you mentioned is the fact that we have different voices here at this table, and we're, we're a diverse group. Um, I think from a volunteering standpoint, there's uh, different ways people can volunteer in their life stages. So if you're in college, if you're a mom, if you've got children, if you're just starting your career, or you're you know later in life in your career, I just thought it might be interesting if you could share maybe how you how people can volunteer during those different life stages, if you have any insights there. Yeah, sure. Well, first of all, uh, I would ask um, an, an individual, what are you passionate about? What do you care about? What are you interested in? Uh, what problem do you see in your community or around the world that you think, you know what, that's just not right. I, I actually can do a little something about it. Um, one of the first things that uh, we know is that uh, the main reason why a person volunteers is because they're ask. So if someone asks you or if you care about something, we would say ask a person to join you. Um, the second uh, thing that we know is that um, the reason why people come back is because they know that they've made an impact. Uh, and so I'd say once you find your issue and you're doing something or you're uh, engaged with someone else, um, really understand sort of like what the impact of your time was. And then the third thing we know is that if, um, if you have a good experience, you're likely to come back and share that with others. Um, you know, it really depends on how much time you have. Uh, we know that there's something called the episodic uh, volunteer, which is a person that, um, you know, doesn't necessarily commit uh, to weeks or days or months, but has 15 minutes or uh, an hour or two hours. Um, you know, we would say go on the web, um, look in your neighborhood, look in your communities, just uh, uh, look up uh, the organizations and the issues that you're concerned uh, about and um, put in the word volunteer. And I'm sure that there are a number of uh, opportunities that will come up. Um, I also have to put in a plug for Points of Light because if you go in onto our website, pointsoflight.org, uh, and put in your zip code, uh, because we are a global organization, we're in over 250 cities and 37 countries, uh, we're likely to uh, identify partners uh, that you can volunteer with as well. Excellent. That's great. Uh, and I think you're right. When it comes to volunteering, the more passionate you are, the more willing you are to give up your little bit of time you may have on the side because you just feel so strongly about that nonprofit or that, I should say, issue or challenge. Yes, it's the issue or challenge. And uh, time it's our most uh, precious commodity. People uh, don't want to waste their time. Uh, and, and that's why if it is an issue that you, you care about, then you will feel like you are investing your time and not wasting your time because mm -hmm. you know that um, they needed an individual to 
do X, whether it's uh, pick up, uh, clean up a beach or paint a classroom or um, water uh, a garden um, or, you know, bathe an animal, uh, feed uh, uh, at a shelter. Um, you know, there's so many different ways that we can contribute. Um, I would just say find your passion or find your issue. I love it. Investing your time. I love that. Thank you. Um, so to that end, when you talked about going in and, and looking and saying volunteer or going to pointsoflight.org, um, what's the difference? Because a lot of people may not understand a local nonprofit versa versus a national organization and how that could make a difference in, in the work that they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. So, um, well, first of all, uh, just like all politics are local, um, the impact that uh, of doing good is local. And for national organizations, national organizations uh, always have local affiliates, uh, local places and uh, points where people can get engaged. So for the vast majority of people, um, it really is about your um your organiz- your community, uh, but for people who, let's just say you've had experiences where you travel abroad or you read or you watch uh, um, movies or read literature and you become aware of, um, of other issues um, globally, uh, you know, there's a way for you to uh, usually support financially um, those national organizations. I will say that um, if you are interested in um, being on a national board and uh, and 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 getting engaged uh, with a national organization that way, those are usually done by invitation. Uh, you know, someone nominates you, and they typically nominate you because you have been so engaged uh, at the local level, um, or because someone um, really knows about the uh, skills and talents and interests uh, that you offer, uh, and that would be helpful in supporting that that national nonprofit. Got it. And, and that actually leads me right into my next question. So who uh, who would be best suited for being on a board? Um, and 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 I know you have been and are on several boards. Can you take us a little bit through the process and, and then say who you think could benefit from being on boards? Well, first of all, all of us, everyone, uh, everyone has a uh, talent, um, everyone has a, a skill or an interest. And so um, every person who's listening qualifies to be on a board. When you are invited to be on a board, uh, the role of a board member is different from uh, the role of a um, traditional volunteer because volunteers usually are supporting operations but board members you're uh you're about you're volunteering but you're volunteering to be in a governance role and so governance is usually about the vision uh, managing the assets of the organization uh, selecting and ensuring that the leadership is the correct uh, leadership 
to move the organization forward. But I would say everyone um, is uh, is qualified. Uh, you know, funny story. Um, I actually started out in litigation and uh, and then worked for 15 years as a, a lawyer in the education uh, realm. And um, my first experience as a nonprofit leader came um, with. Uh, really uh, being invited to join the executive team at the Kimmel Center for the Performing Arts, which is in Philadelphia. And I was just a volunteer, uh, and I was a volunteer working um, from the education perspective. Uh, What I wanted to do is help bring more of the arts into the school schools uh, in Philadelphia and also help invite and make more of the citizens in Philadelphia feel um, included and welcomed um, at the Kimmel Center and um, experience some of the cultural arts um, that we had available. And so it was just from, you know, my passion of trying to connect those two areas, the arts and education education that the CEO at the time uh, just basically said, hey, do you want to um, come work with us? (laughs) And uh, yeah, one thing led to the other, and I ended up being the chief operating officer for the Kimmel Center for the Performing Arts. And the same is true with Girl Scouts. I was really uh, just a volunteer, and uh, and then uh, someone asked me to look at... um, the CEO role, and eventually um, that's what happened. So I would say that volunteering and uh, being on boards in particular allows you to develop additional skills and see the organization um, from a different lens. And it also um, helps you meet people who are passionate about uh, the same things that you're passionate about. You just described the ideal situation, right, (laughs) to work on (laughs) To go from volunteering to board to actually working for an organization that you really are, are dedicated to. So I love that story. Yeah. Um, so finally, my my last question to you, I think, because we've kind of touched on the fact that, one, people don't have a lot of time and you're investing that time and you don't want to waste it. So from a, you know, when you're in your career and you feel like, you know, I'm, I need to climb that ladder and I need to put all my time and work. What, how can volunteering make a difference in the careers of women out there and, and how can they leverage that even within their own career um, so that it's not just taking away time, but it's actually can help and enhance their career in a way. Oh, yeah. Well, absolutely. Well, first of all, I would say that every nonprofit is a small business. Uh, there, are, there are program issues, mission issues, there are internal and external affairs issues, there are constituents, there's communications, there are budgets, uh, there's leading teams, uh, there are managing volunteers. And so every nonprofit, uh, regardless of its size, is a mini business. And when you are involved as a volunteer, particularly in the governance role, you get to see the whole business. Um, typically, when we are in our jobs, uh, you know, we are, I wouldn't say pigeonholed, but we are viewed um, quite narrowly uh, and um, companies don't really map the assets of the individual 
that is around the table to say what else are they interested in, what other talents or skills do they have. They basically hire you for a role and they want um, the best from you in that role. At a nonprofit, you really get to reinvent yourself and you also get to get experiences that you would not normally get um, in your role. So let's just take me for instance. Uh, When I was at, well, first of all, I'm a lawyer and an an educator and an operator. Uh, When I was at the Kimmel Center, uh, you know, I was basically running the operations of the organization. It's a really, really big organization. It's like $35 million uh, in budget, uh, eight theaters. We offer programs um, 300 uh, nights a year, so pretty complex. Um, But I didn't have fundraising experience, right? So um, if someone wants... If I wanted to be a CEO, and I have to say that the organization that reached out to me and asked me to be a CEO it was because I had actually gained the fundraising experience by being uh, the chair of a um, gala and a fundraising uh, event for a smaller nonprofit. Uh, and, and that's where I actually gained those experiences. So even when I was in um, the nonprofit space as a leader um, at the Kimmel Center, so I was the chief operating officer, I still did not um, have the skills and experience that I needed to be a CEO, and I acquired those skills by um, volunteering for a smaller organization. So I would say, if you're interested in marketing, but your job isn't marketing, join a nonprofit and be on the marketing committee or create a marketing committee. If you're a creative and you're interested in finance, and you know, you're not going to get financial experience where you are because you're a creative, join a nonprofit and be on the finance committee. If you're interested in fundraising, but there's no way you're going to get fundraising direct experience uh, in your current professional role, join a nonprofit and volunteer uh, to support their fundraising efforts. And so um, not only can it make a difference in terms of supporting that nonprofit uh, and helping them achieve their mission, whatever that social problem is they're trying to solve, but you also uh, gain skills. And then the last point I would say is that uh, what's really beautiful about volunteering, uh, particularly at the board level, is that you meet people from all walks of life and you're all equal. And so, you know, let's just say you care about animals or you care about the environment. Um, You could be a... um, a digital person, you could be a marketing person, you could be a finance person, and you can be sitting right next to a millionaire or billionaire. It doesn't really matter. They look at you the same. You're all volunteers. Um, The best advice I would say is show up, speak up, and just engage. Excellent. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. And uh, thank you to your your, your dames, uh, Natalia, Arnisha, and Molly. Uh, Micah, it's so terrific to speak with you. And um, thank you for this programming. Really, really appreciate it. And I look forward to listening to more of your talks. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And, and keep being the visionary that you are. <laughs> okay, take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, dames. So, volunteering, civic engagement. I think Natalie really, I, I, I mean, just laid it out there really well. Um, 
from my perspective, I look at volunteering as a way to do things that I'm, like she said, that I can't necessarily do on my job. So if I want to be on the corporate side, like when I was on the corporate side, a lot, a lot of times you feel unfulfilled and you're like, there's more I can be doing. Should I work for a nonprofit or should I continue on the corporate side? I think if you step into volunteering and use nonprofits as a way to give your time, that will one, help you understand if you do want to go, get into that space or two, it could give you that fulfillment that you might be lacking in your job. Um, so I don't know, Molly, you work, you've always worked in nonprofits for the most part. Do you feel like you're, you know, since everything you do is nonprofit based that you don't want to volunteer outside of work or do you think you still want to volunteer and be in the nonprofit space? Like how did that work for you? Yeah. Interesting. Um, so first this just, this reminds me of a conversation, uh, a point that my mom has always reminded me of every time I've kind of transitioned or I'm looking for new work. Um, and I've always stayed so focused on the nonprofit world. She always reminds me that I could just volunteer. <laughs> you know, like I could go, I could leave the nonprofit sector, go to, um, you know, go to more of the corporate side or more of the private sector side and then, you know, find a, a meeting with, if I needed to find more meaning in, in my work, I could, I could try to volunteer. Um, so since I have stayed so far in the very broad nonprofit world, um, I think volunteering has been something that I've always kind of said I should do or I want to do. Um, I'm passionate about a lot of different things, um, which of course I don't get to do all those things in, in my, in my job. So, um, but I think it's something that, you know, I've tried a little bit here and there, um, and I just have not really, I don't know. I think part of it is that, yes, I feel like, you know, I'm working, working in the nonprofit, you know, I'm, I feel a lot of meaning and a lot of impact from my day to day job. So I'm not so much looking for that, uh, that fulfillment, right. Right. um, outside of it. So, I mean, I think to your question, I feel a little guilty that I should be volunteering more, <laughs> right. um, and I should be more engaged, um, in all these different issues that I care about. Um, and I think it just, you know, I don't know. But I think so what she said is you can find your next job that way. Exactly. I mean, like, right. that's, that's a motivator. Part. Yeah, and that's the part that I think is really interesting yeah. because certainly, so right now I do work in fundraising. Um, but there's still a lot of other things that I'm really interested in. Right. Um, and certainly interested in different sizes of organizations. Fundraising looks very different. Um, my last organization was um, $800 million a year operating by 13,000 employees around the world. Wow. And that's a nonprofit. Yeah, that's great. Huge. Um, versus now where I work, there's a hundred employees and there's four people on the fundraising team. And so it's a very different yeah. feeling. Um, and then you, you know, get even smaller and it's a local nonprofit that maybe only has five actual employees and a team of a mm. hundred volunteers. So it's very different. So I think I want to, I would love to keep exploring that a little bit more to see, you know, and getting experience with those different sizes of organizations through volunteering. Right. And you could probably easily get on a board in the small. Yeah, I mean, that would be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, something to work on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll have an episode on that when you get yeah. it, okay? Yeah, I'll <laughs> that. Um, Natalia, Arnisha, any thoughts on, I know, Arnisha, you volunteer with your church and mm -hmm. you've done other things and you're very passionate about it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of what's the balance been for you and, and how you feel fulfilled working and volunteering and your time and being a, a mother, you know, all mm-hmm. that combined, how have you made it work? I guess should be the better question. Well, you know, she said something really interesting about finding your passion. And then when you see it as your passion and it becomes, you're not wasting your time. I want to look at exactly what she said. You're investing your time. And when she said that, that really resonated with me because that is how I feel about, you know, what I'm doing. Um, I think in my past, I was more of a episodic volunteer. She says episodic volunteer, where if asked, you know, it was always linked to someone asking me, (laughs) if asked, I would go do different things. So um, I was working for a pretty big company and they once a once a year or maybe twice a year, they would volunteer as a company and we would go and do different things. You could pick what you wanted to do. So I remember one year we went and painted public schools, um, painted like hallways in public schools. And we just did a variety of different things. And I always enjoyed doing that. And over the years, what has stuck out, stuck to, stuck with me the most, honestly, is like our kids, you know, mm-hmm. um, we, we, we live in an area that's very diverse, not only ethnically, but also just um, in terms of resources that people have. Economics. So and I and I grew up, I grew up in Harlem, you know, mm-hmm. and so I've seen so many um, different types of kids. And when I look at our kids, unfortunately, I, I don't always feel inspired. You know, sometimes, especially with with girls, I just feel that um, the younger girls are starting to be a little lost. So over the years, I've just developed this passion for how do we connect with them? You know, how do we make a difference with them? Um, and, you know, yeah, in some cases I could be their mother or their grandmother. <laughs> but, but, Not the grandmother. <laughs> I know. I hate to even say that. But... <laughs> But it's just it, it's just become something that I just could not ignore. You know, for years I would talk to my girlfriends about we got we need to start a mentorship program. We, and I know they just got tired of hearing me say it. And fortunately, you know, it was something that my church, after speaking with my head pastors, they were also passionate about it. And they gave me and uh, my one of my partners, she's amazing. They gave us the platform to do it in our church. And so it is just we we started it in January of eighteen. Um, it has been life changing for me. Mm-hmm. It really, really has because the more you talk about volunteering your time and giving, but with this one in particular, with this program in particular, we get enriched so much by these girls. You know, we work with girls from primarily in middle school, primarily middle school um, girls, and we just learn so much from them. And our pouring into them, we learn from them. So it's just, it's just been extremely, extremely fulfilling, and it's something that. You know, I, I love to do, and I'm, I know I'll, I'll continue to do it as long as I can. But I think you have a good example of um, starting something that wasn't there, right? Yeah. So you knew what you wanted to do, and then you found the vehicle or the church that would allow you to do it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something people should know. It's like even if you haven't found your passion, like if there's something you're passionate about and you haven't found a place that actually lets you do that, then you can create it yourself but use somebody else's resource. So, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's a, a good example of that. Um, but also when Natalie was talking about civic engagement, I thought about you because every time I'm with Arnisha, <laughs> she's always donated. If a kid comes up to her and asks her for money, she will give it to them. That is her civic engagement. Like, I don't care. I'm like, I've always like, no. 
don't know where this money's going to I'm not going in. And I'm just like, how much? But explain to me what you're doing. Give me the sell. Okay. Good luck. And I'm just like, I'm not giving her my money. So she is definitely a civically engaged person. So if you're a kid and you see Arnisha, she will give you money. Just have a good pitch. That's all I have to say. You know, to me, they're out there trying to do the right thing. So I just want, it's so easy to get discouraged when you're trying to do the right thing and people ignore you, yeah. right? Most people will ignore you. Who I wants do. to get up off their money, right? <laughs> but to me, I, I just see it as a sign of support. You know, even if it's $2 and hopefully that's the encouragement to get you to stay out there and continue to do what you're trying to do. So. That's why. Without fail. Mm -hmm. yeah, I've given, given a lot of money to uh, basketball teams. Um, <laughs> yes, me too. Some type of team. Right. You know, now, you can't be a grown person asking for money, but if you're a kid, you got me. you're good with our shirt. It sounds like Molly, if you play sports and you're a kid, you're good. across the street Yeah, actually, kind of coming from like the people that are mentored by um, groups that Arnish is kind of in, um, I think it's super important for those type of programs, especially for kids in middle school or people that are going into high school, because once you step into a high school, your college resume starts. So every single action that you do academically and outside of the classroom counts towards what you're going to do with your life, basically. And it's not the best system because I don't like how competitive it is, but um, it it is the biggest window into getting people that are in my generation to start volunteering. But that's the thing. Like when I started my volunteering hours, it's because I had to do it because mm -hmm. I wanted to be in front of everybody because I wanted to get ahead while I could because I did have pretty good grades. But when you put it on your um, applications and everything, there's thousands and thousands of other kids in your country and other countries too, um, that want the same thing as you. They want that education. They want that school. They want that living experience that only you can get at that school. In National Honor Society, you have to fulfill a certain amount of hours for volunteering. So yeah, it does fulfill a certain part of you. Like I love volunteering. So for my type of volunteering, I actually worked with geriatric patients in a hospital and just hearing all of the life experiences that they had and the advice for me, it really changed my perspective. So for me, I didn't feel like I was forced to, but definitely I know other people in my generation do have that same feeling towards volunteering. So I think mentorship programs like Arnisha's and like others in the country are definitely needed for the success and more empathy from people in my generation. Good. And, and hopefully, even though uh, folks are forced to, or young adults or young people mm -hmm. are forced, seemingly forced to <laughs> volunteer for college or, you know, for their resume building, they, they still may get the bug and then they want to continue on. Um, exactly. So this just gives them initiation into it. So mm -hmm. I, I think hopefully that's kind of the end result. Yeah. But anyway, thank you for sharing your um, your experience with volunteering. So this kind of wraps up our discussion on volunteering. As you can tell, we all feel it's very important from all of our different perspectives. 
And one thing to note, if you do want to be on a board at your um, wherever you're volunteering, just reach out to the leader of that organization and let them know you have aspirations to be on the board or you want to be on a committee that supports the board so that you get yourself out there in a leadership role. And also try volunteering. Even if it's 10 minutes or a half hour out of a week, a month, you will feel more fulfilled and you may decide you want to put more time into uh, a nonprofit once you decide that you really believe in that cause. And if it doesn't work out in one place, try another. It could just be where you're volunteering. It's not you. Um, so just think about trying to find the right fit like anything else. It's just finding the right place. For so for example, for me, I like to incorporate traveling and volunteering. So what I've done in the past is I just most recently this summer, I went to Rwanda. I helped a mentoring program, a mentorship program for girls. I met over 100 girls. I worked with 10 volunteers. I helped them look at what kind of programs they can offer the girls, what kind of resources. So just using my skills to help them build a better and stronger mentorship program. I've also gone to South Africa and um, I've actually built a house through Habitat for Humanity. So for me, it was doing the volunteering during part of my travel experience, and it's worked out perfectly for me. So that's what I love, and, it, and, that's, and it's a finite period of time, but it still feels so good to do. And you can keep in touch, and you can continue to work with these programs or these nonprofit organizations once you leave that country. So it doesn't have to end there, but at least you know you've done something while you are also passionate about something else. So for me, it was traveling. Wow, Micah, you're just so brave and adventurous. I can't even imagine traveling to all the way to Africa to do volunteer work. <laughs> one day I'm going to bring you with me. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> so thanks for listening. And we will be back with our next episode to discuss all different topics that will interest you and us. If you have any questions, email us at dametalk4 at gmail.com. That's dametalk and the number four at gmail. To learn more about us and these topics, check out our website at dametalkpodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. This is Dame Talk. We don't know everything, but we know enough. <laughs>